new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Instant reactions about Blake Shapin and the team and the program. Um, ultimately, I think I think it's going to be fine. But for this season, it was it was not it was it was definitely subpar. It was certainly a disappointment. That's got to be very clear. Um, and as unfortunate as it was, it was still you know a, a great college football season overall, just from a Baylor standpoint. And Baylor was in every single game. Um, uh, just just uh, couldn't get it done. Finished six and six. So definitely made a bowl game. Those extra practices mean something. That was something that we saw in, um, you know, 2016, 2018, when the team finished, uh, you know, six and six to, to get those extra bowl game practices. Um, yeah, I think I think it was just a, a disappointing season, which happens sometimes. The ball clearly did not bounce our way. And, you know, I think after some time has passed, I think, you know, hopefully cooler heads have prevailed and in, in thinking, you know, hey, I think, I think Baylor is going to be okay, you know, moving forward and in the future. I think there's definitely going to be a lot more pressure next season to, to prove that. Um, But they certainly have work to do, um, you know, in terms of uh, getting back to where they were, getting back, climbing that, uh, that mountain and finishing on on top so um you know i think with the the coaching changes that they that they made um that are that dave miranda made a lot of hopefully uh, um that changes a lot of uh you know maybe some egotistical problems that that they had some leadership problems that they had in the locker room that you know maybe you know those intangibles cost us you know a game or two this year today what what was your you know, thoughts as, as you kind of digest and you've had some time to develop some more additional perspective on the year. Yeah, I am of course disappointed in how this season turned out given the expectations coming into the season as, as we mentioned, but I was impressed by the fight that this team showed in the second half of the season, even after they they started out three and three and at that point kind of knew that they would not be in probably would probably would not be in a big bowl game and were barely clinging on to big 12 title hopes, but they, they came out to start the second half of the season and won three straight games. Then they got, they got hit with a sledgehammer by Kansas state. But even after that, against TCU and against Texas. They came out ready to play, ready to fight, showed showed heart, showed that they have learned, I think, from the, the failures of early in the season. And even though they lost those late season games, I think what's more important is the mentality that we saw the team bring. And because of that, I totally agree with you I think that Baylor football will be fine moving forward. I think Dave Aranda still knows what he's doing. This 
disappointing season doesn't change my mind on how Dave Aranda or rather where Dave Aranda can lead this football program overall. I still think that Baylor is going to be one of the top football programs definitely in the Big 12. And I still think that Baylor can be one of the top football programs on the national stage because of having Dave Aranda at head coach because of just the intangibles that that Aranda brings. He's building a culture at Baylor that is specific to the university. And sometimes when you're trying to build a culture early on, I think that you can have failures. And while Baylor didn't win as many games as they had hoped to, the, the mentality was still there. I think that we saw the right mindset and the right what what's the word I'm looking for? Just just what they brought what yeah, they brought on the field. I th- I think I think that we ju- we just saw the intangibles that we will need to be successful moving forward. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Um and I think it's very clear now, right, Prene, that that Blake Shapin is probably gonna be the starter. Um next season at the very least as Karen Karen Jones entered the the transfer portal um and so I think you know everybody's poo-pooing this this bowl game the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl against Air Force but I think you know um first of all I think it's a very intriguing matchup and I think it's always pretty cool when you get to play a service academy uh and second off I think it's a really good opportunity to to show the growth from, you know, the end of the year to, um, you know, to late December, right before Christmas, uh, be on a national stage, the only college football ball game, I think, that day uh, to be on a national spotlight and, and kind of make a statement. So it should be really interesting. And I'm, I'm curious to see how how Shapin does in in this bowl game, you know, and, you know, see if that kind of, if we can extrapolate anything from that moving forward into 2023. Um, and and talking about Shapin, Pranay, where, you know, let, let's start, you know, offense, defense, special teams. Let's start on offense. How, how, what did you, how would you grade the offense uh, this season? I would give the offense a B. I think that there were some games where they, played really well where the run game was absolutely bulldozing over opponent over opponents um, led by Richard Reese and occasionally led by Craig Williams and Blake Shapin had his share of solid performances Um, we have a young receiving core so so I guess it was expected that no one would come out and be an absolute beast on the outside um i would give i would give this offense a b there were there were a lot of other games where either the team didn't show up or was shut down by the opponents or maybe put up a good number of points but wasn't able to close the deal in late game situations so offense i'd go b what about you yeah i think i'm gonna have to go b minus um 
and probably lean closer to a C plus, but, but highest I can go is B minus. Uh, the main reason was just some of the ineptitude that was shown and showcased by, by Baylor. Like you said, they had their games, they had their moments where they uh, looked really, really well. Um, but there are other games where they were just stymied. Uh, Kansas state is the perfect example. I mean, they only scored three points for the whole game, uh, but then uh, against Texas, they didn't score any uh, points in the second half uh, offensively, right? Um, against TCU, they couldn't gain 10 yards uh, down the stretch to pull off that upset um, when, when it, when it mattered most. And um a lot of times they're just careless with the football. Uh, so, you know, West Virginia is the, the key one that, that springs to mind. Um, they're just careless with the, with the football, turned it over, dropped passes, couldn't get into a rhythm. Um, and like you said, to their credit, they, you know, I think Baylor probably averaged maybe 32, 33 minutes time possession um, uh, on, on the year. Um, so they were really good at, at holding the rock and, getting well, well-sustained drives. Uh, so that's really what they did best. And you can point to victories over Kansas and Texas Tech and Oklahoma, especially against Kansas and Oklahoma, where they used, um, you know, they, they ended the game with the ball. They, they ended the game on the final drive uh, with the ball, ran out the clock um, on, on both teams, basically. I think Kansas, they scored a touchdown uh, to really put it away. Um. But yeah, I think I think I give him a C plus. Um, actually, the more the more I say say it, because in the in the most critical moments, um, like against TCU, for example, they just couldn't get the job done, um, and and that was tough. But you know, overall, they they put up a lot of yardage. They put up um, a lot of points. They averaged just over thirty three points per game. Um, they cracked the end zone, you know, fifty four times and. Uh, for the most part, yeah, the rushing attack was was on point with Richard Reese, who was named to the All Big Twelve freshman team. He had, uh, I think, he set the single season rushing record for a Baylor freshman at 962 yards. So he should crack a thousand yards uh, for the season in this bowl game. He had 14 touchdowns, and um, and you pointed out Blake Shapin's season really was a tale of two halves before. Um, which was interesting before his numbers before he took the concussion against West Virginia and then after, which I thought was pretty interesting as well. So good work there. Um, my friend, that was, that was well done, but that's, that's why I give them for the year. They just, they just couldn't get the job done um, when they needed to in the majority of their games. Fair enough. I was considering giving them a B minus. I do think C plus is a little too low, but I can see, I can see, you're thinking there. Let's yeah. move on. Let's, nice on curve. <laughs> let's let's move on to the defense. And this is a defense that was one of the best in college football in 2021 when Baylor won the Big 12 championship, Big 12 championship and made it to the Sugar Bowl. They did that on the back of their defense. And we thought we were gonna we thought we were gonna lose a little bit on the back end. But we thought we had enough up front and enough veteran experience in the in the back five to be fine. Um, and, and Baylor was not fine this year. They finished the season allowing 26.5 points per game, which was 65th mm-hmm. in the FBS behind teams like UTSA, UConn, New Mexico, um, 
so it wasn't a good showing. I would give I would give Baylor a D plus, a D plus for their defensive performance this season, just because it was it was way too shaky starting off. They just let opponents pass the ball all over the field. That we we said it so many times this year, but that the secondary was Swiss cheese for the first at least the first half of the season. And they they picked it up a bit over the second half, but there were still times where they they would have lapses and give up points in bunches. They gave up 38 to Texas to end the season, gave up 30, 35 to Oklahoma. Um, they did hold Kansas 23, Texas Tech 17. That's why I wouldn't give them, I guess, lower than a D plus, but I'm, I'm still going to have to go with a D plus for the defense. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Yeah, um, really great points today. Uh, yeah, 36 points against Oklahoma State, though one of those, you know, nine of those points were not surrendered by the defense. The Oklahoma State had safety and then kick return for a touchdown. Uh, West Virginia scored 43 points. One of those was a fumble return for a touchdown. Um, you know, Baylor, Baylor did well defensively to start the season. For whatever reason, they just couldn't maintain it uh, as they faced more powerful quarterbacks. Uh, but they held 20, BYU to 26 points in double overtime. Um, Albany and Texas State, they held to 10 or less points. And then they held Iowa State to only 24 points. And that was, you know, a an, an interesting overturn um, that gave the Cyclones a touchdown right at the end there. Uh, Kansas, they did well. And, and then the Baylor secondary seemed to come alive in the back half of the, of the, of the year. They had... Um, Gosh, how many picks did they have against Texas Tech um, per night? Was it five? How many remember. picks against Texas Tech? I don't remember. I think it might have been five, yeah. Or maybe it was, yeah. I five, think it was five. 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 five interceptions and then three in the first half against Oklahoma. Um, so they did, they did, you know, they did their job in those two games specifically, but like you I said, say, go ahead. I, I will say um, regarding the Iowa State game, they they did le- they did hold Iowa State technically to twenty four points, but Iowa State wouldn't score twenty four points until again until five games later against West Virginia. Um, so Iowa State just had a really bad. They that was they only scored twenty four points once more over the entire Big Twelve conference schedule. Yeah, so. th- th- 
yeah, they, they finished last in the Big 12 for a reason. And then um, and then Baylor obviously couldn't stop TCU when it mattered most. And then they couldn't stop Texas as Texas just decided, hey, Quinn Ewers is completely ineffective. We're going to run it 22 straight times down your throat uh, with our two running backs and you can't do anything about it. Um, for, for that reason, I'm going to give them a, uh, a C- minus for the year. Um, I, I want to, I, I, both the offense and defense for now, I want to give them better grades, but I, but I, I just can't, um, because although they had their moments at the end of the day, we're talking about a six and six football team and, and we definitely, you know, need to rank them, uh, as so they just couldn't get it done. They couldn't get it done against TCU. It couldn't get it done against Texas, BYU, um, you know, go, and then they looked awful against Kansas state. Um, that was really Kansas state was the only game that where they looked truly awful. Every other game they had an opportunity to win. Um, maybe we can debate Oklahoma state as well, but, but yeah, I I'll settle on a C minus there for, for the defense. Fair enough. And quickly on special teams, I I'd probably go with a C minus. They didn't do anything special this year. They, had some missed kicks, made some mistakes throughout the season. Um, no Tristan Ebner back there returning kicks. Yep. So, yeah, I'll go C-. minus. Yeah. Um, real quick, the special teams is something that I've thought long about, but they uh, – what was there? Just looking here, they missed three field goals and they missed an extra point. Um, the extra point was against West Virginia that was returned for two. So that was a terrible special teams play. They allowed a safety um, to Oklahoma state because they, you know, got a punt down right at their one yard line on the flip side, they got a safety against Texas because we downed a punt at, at the Longhorn one yard line. Um, and then uh, we also missed an extra point against uh against BYU uh, right off the post that what kind of forced us to go into overtime. Um, so these stats are wrong. We missed uh, three extra points on the year. Uh, that's what I get for looking at ESPN stats there. So it should be three extra points on the year and <laughs> three, three field goals on, on the year. And we switched, we had to switch kickers. Um, it, it was Hankins and we switched back to John, uh, John Mayers there you know, mid midway through the season. So we had to make a kick, kicking change. And then the kicker that we changed to was ineffective. Most, you know, notably against TCU where he left that field goal, um, you know, well, well short of the crossbar, uh, which affected that TCU game uh, greatly. So I, I, I think I have to give the special teams a, um, a, a D maybe D plus um, to be honest with you. I, I thought, special teams was just the bane of our existence um over this year yeah it was certainly it was definitely certainly cost, not it, yeah it cost us three games i mean special teams I'm, I'm going with a d because i think special teams cost us three games tcu bail uh byu and west virginia if, if, if we play at least special if our special teams show up in at least those three games you know maybe we get uh well maybe we, maybe we get two of them Right. I won't say all three, but maybe we get two. Um, so, yeah. And that's when average, that's when average report card looks like, you know, you don't, you don't do the homework, you don't prepare, you don't come to class with focus and sit in the front row. 
you're bringing home C's and D's to mom and dad. And that's not what any, as, as fans, the fans are the parents. That's not what any parent wants. That's not what any fan wants, but that's the way the season went. So bears have one, one final, final game to uh, kind of, you know, put a, put a bow on, on the season uh, in their bowl game, which is always nice. of course. Yeah. And like you said earlier in the podcast, this is an intriguing matchup. It's, it's going to be, Interesting to see how Blake Shapen performs. The team gets a few weeks off, so hopefully they'll be rested. Hopefully they'll be focused and ready to go. And it'll be important for them to come out feeling this game is important um, just to set themselves up for next season. Absolutely. All right, that's that's our recap of Baylor's 2022 college football season. Make sure you tune in to Baylor's bowl game against Air Force on December 22nd. As always, Sikkim Bears. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.